Hello and happy American Independence Day for all of our Big Fib listeners in the United States. I'm Deborah Goldstein, and this week we have a special episode about the American flag in honor of Independence Day. We'll learn all sorts of fun facts in our episode, and I have a few more thoughts to share with you before we get to the show. The American flag represents independence and freedom for the settlers who arrived in America hundreds of years ago. At the time of the flag's creation, however, it did not represent freedom for the Native Americans whose land was stolen or the enslaved Africans forced to work without pay and live without constitutional rights. The American experiment maintains that we are all created equal and we all have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We're not quite there yet. We are not a perfect nation, but we are strong enough to face our mistakes, learn from them, and grow so that one day we may truly live in a country where science is real, love is love, and black lives matter. We here at The Big Fib are proud to live in a country where change and growth are possible. Happy Independence Day to you all, and now, enjoy the show. From Flagstaff, Arizona, this is The Big Fib. And now here's your host, Deborah Goldstein. Welcome to The Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the high-flying patriotism of truth and the upside-down, tattered treason of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, which stands for Live in Studio Audience, and who's making a very large circular motion with his arm. Lisa, what are you doing? I'm currently working on my air guitar sound files. You can't play air guitar without winding up your arm like this. Okay, well, don't hurt yourself. (laughs) Don't worry about that. I am rocking it in the free world, Deborah. Any requests? Uh, Sure. I'd love to hear your air guitar for What About Love by Heart? Never heard of it. Okay. How about Purple Haze by Jimi Hendrix? That's not a real song. Yes. Okay. Well, what about, I know, Pinball Wizard by The Who? Who? (laughs) Just stop naming obscure or made-up songs. You've got to give me something people actually know. Classic air guitar songs like Glitch and Shout by the CPU Brothers, System Overload by Metal Motherboard. Okay, how about you play some of those for me after our show? Sure. I'll play air guitar if you play air trombone. Deal, I I guess. Uh, Okay, for now, can you tell us how our game works? Yeah, I can do that while playing air guitar. Check this out. Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert, the other... What? I'm just reading this now. Is a liar? Yes. That sounds awful. It is. Okay. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who. Because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. What are we lying about today, Deborah? We are lying about the American flag, the flag of the United States of America, which is a national flag. It represents the freedom and independence of the United States. Lisa, do you know much about the American flag? Robots know about all the flags from all the places, Deborah. But our favorite flag is the Robotic Union of Galactica flag. Oh, I didn't know there was such a thing as the Robotic Union of... Galactica, yeah, that's right. It's a flag we all display with pride. 
to honor the brave robots throughout the galaxy who work tirelessly to solve human problems. And there are so many human problems. Okay, well, we're working on that, but we thank you for all that you do, like introducing our contestants, which isn't really a problem, but can you help me with that? It would make me proud. Our human child contestant is a nine-year-old who likes to rock out on his drums. Zev Lynch. Hi, Zev. Hi, Zev. Welcome to the Big Fib. So you play the drums. They're not air drums, right? They're actual drums. No, they're actual drums. Awesome. Do you take lessons to play the drums? Yep, I take lessons. And you practice all day long in the house so that nobody can hear themselves think? Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Excellent. Well, we're going to actually hear some more fun facts about you, but we're going to do it by playing our game, Two Truths and a Lie. You, Mr. Zeb, will share with us three facts. Two of those facts will be true. One will be a lie, and we have to figure out which is which. So, Zeb, what are your three facts? Um, one is I broke my clavicle twice. Ooh. The next is I was born in Florida. Mm. And the next is I had a fish named Mickey. I don't know what a clavicle is, but it sounds like something you would break a bunch of times. You would just be like walking around and be like, oh, no, I dropped my clavicle. So I thought <laughs> that's the one that's the lie. Yeah, maybe it's part of a drum set or something. Sure. Yeah, it's probably okay. like a percussion instrument. Yeah, I don't even yeah, know. yeah. Okay, good. All right. So, Zev, tell us, which one of those facts is your lie? Um, I was not born in Florida. <gasps> You were not born in Florida. Where were you born? Um, Brooklyn. Which means you broke your clavicle twice. Is that part of your drum set? Uh, no, that is part of my shoulder. Oh, no. Oh. That's terrible. Yeah, that sounds awful. Can you stop breaking your clavicle now? Have we had enough now? I think. Yeah, we would appreciate that. How many clavicles do you have left? Enough. <laughs> <laughs> Our first expert is Brenda Montesino. Brenda, please introduce yourself to Zev. Hi, Zev. My name is Brenda, and I'm an educator for the American Legion. We're a community of veterans that advocate for veterans' rights in Washington, D.C. Hey, thank you, Brenda. Let's meet our second expert, Tim Grove. Tim, please introduce yourself to Zev. Hey, Zev. I'm Tim. I have developed many exhibitions at history museums and have written five books, including one titled Star Spangled. I like those grand old sounds, Lisa. They are high-flying sounds in honor of Lotsy time. (laughs) I love it. That's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Zeb's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Tim Grove. Because he sounds like an awesome forest. Like, let's go visit Tim Grove, dude. Okay. Fine, fair, good. All right, Zeb, what's your first question for Tim? So my first question for Tim is, what is the weirdest thing you learned about the American flag when you were working? That is a good question. And um, I would say I learned that the Star Spangled Banner, which is a very particular flag that's 200 years old, one of the stars is missing on it. And no one knows where it went. Oh, did it just fall off? What happened? Someone cut it out, <gasps> and no one knows where it went. Uh, probably was some sort of star thief. Yeah. Um, this is a question for Brenda. Um, what made you want to learn about the American flag? 
Well, in high school, I actually learned that it was a high schooler who designed the current Star Swangled banner as we know it, the one with the 13 stripes and all 50 stars. And it just made me so fascinated that someone my age could have made such a big contribution to American history. Wow. Oh, they probably made it an intro to flag making. Sure, that makes sense. That used to be a standard high school class. (laughs) Is that a fact? But, you know, the kids these days, they don't get the proper flag making education. That's true. That's true. Sad. Sad state of affairs. Go ahead, Zeb. Um, Tim, how did you become an expert? Did you have to, like, train or study for it? Yeah, did you go to flag school? Did you go to expert school? (laughs) Well, partly I wrote this book called Star Spangled. So a book requires a lot of research, looking at a lot of different types of sources. So that's probably the main way I became an expert. Brenda, do you have a role model who inspires you? And if you do, who is it? Um, I think my role model would be Betsy Ross, who created the first American flag as we know it. If you can imagine, the first flag looked like it had um, 13 stars in a circle and then the 13 colonies as the stripes. And I thought it was really incredible that it was a woman who had sewn the first American flag. So this is a question for both Brenda and Tim. Um, So who came up with the rules for the flags? Yeah, a lot of rules about flags. I think it was Deborah. Nope, I didn't do it. I would say they developed over time. No one wrote a rule book for flags. Um, I think people just gradually decided, oh, you shouldn't wear them on your clothes or you shouldn't fly them upside down or things like that. Yeah, and I would add on to that. I think a lot of the presidents have made pretty big contributions. George Washington actually wrote not a manual, but a list of 10 instructions, including the don't fly the flag upside down, and then what you're supposed to do with hoisting it up in the morning and bringing it back down at night. So those are some of the remnants in history that have kind of come through and shaped the way we view the flag today. Hmm. Wow. And so can any of us get like a ticket for doing the wrong thing? If I don't know all these rules that have to do with the flag, how's anybody supposed to know? And are we going to get in trouble? I don't think you get a ticket, no. Good. You can even burn the flag and not get in trouble. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. Um, Over the years, people have tried to get their congressmen and women to have a law that is against burning flags, but it's really considered free speech. To express ourselves and protest something, people are so angry sometimes that they will just burn the flag. So it's offensive to people, but it's still protected as free speech. So, Brenda, if you could redesign the American flag, what would it look like? Ooh, good question. Mm, I think I might actually add some more colors to it. Don't you think it would look good with a bit of yellow and green maybe in the different stars? Yeah. I like that. Would you? Would those colors represent anything in particular? Yeah. Well, the blue in the American flag represents the oceans that surround the United States. And I think the green could represent our national parks and the yellow... Maybe yellow is such a bright color. Maybe it can represent development or going into the future. Wow, I like that thinking. Nice. Very good. What about you, Tim? Would you redesign the flag or do you think it's perfect just the way it is? I like it the way it is. I like red, white, and blue, and I like stars. I'm a stripe fan myself. Are you? Yeah, I like Would you add more stripes? I would, yeah, there should be additional stripes. Yeah. Where do we, I don't know who, where, who to send that to, but add some more stripes.
If you love the Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. Before we get back to the show, I just want to say how much we have loved bringing you shows like Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches or the new Earth Rangers Underground podcast, and especially the new episodes in the Six Minutes feed. The ones about the Cyrus Lost Tapes. And this is when I need to say a big thank you to all our GZM subscribers. Your support makes independent audio like this possible. If you're not a GZM subscriber yet, right now is the time to join for ad-free listening, early access, and more. Show your support and learn more at gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Help us bring you more great shows by becoming a subscriber today. And thank you. It's time for the Shorts on Fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Experts, you really have to let your answers fly. Zev, let's start with Brenda, and you can ask your Shorts on Fire questions now. What is one nickname for the American flag? The Star Spangled Banner. Where is the Star Spangled Banner? It's in the Natural History Museum in New York. What African-American artist painted Pray for America in 1969? Um, I'm actually not sure. Can I pass on that? Which hand do you place over your heart when you say the Pledge of Allegiance? The right hand over the heart. Are we allowed to fly the flag at night? Yes, but with certain conditions. So for example, if you fly the flag at night without it being illuminated, that can actually be a fine of from $250 to $500. What is the top left corner of the flag called? It's actually called the bander because that's where it's being bonded to the pole. Name two of the 13 original colonies. West Virginia and Texas. That's all the time. Hey, listen, just stop trying to get more time. That's it. <laughs> okay. All right. That is time. Lisa will restart the timer for Tim. Zev, ask Tim your shorts on fire questions now. Who sewed the first flag? History does not know. Even though everyone thinks it's Betsy Ross, there is no historical evidence to prove that it was Betsy Ross. Why were the first 13 stars positioned in the shape of a circle? I'm not sure about that, to be honest. It was an accident. (laughs) How many American flags have been planted on the moon? I believe six. Which came first, the American flag or the Constitution of the United States? The American flag. What is the official name of a flag expert? I could barely say the word, but it is a vexillologist. What superhero was the first to wear an American flag costume and came a year before Captain America? Ooh, I would have said Captain America. I don't know. How many rows of stars are on the flag? I should know that, shouldn't I? If I'm an expert, but I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Where is the Star Spangled Banner? Star Spangled Banner is in the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C., specifically the National Museum of American History. And that's time. That's all the time, okay? It's decision time. Hopefully, our contestant Zev has enough information to figure out whose banner yet waves or something like that. Zev, who do you think is our big fibber? 
I think the person who's telling the fib is Brenda. Okay, why do you think Brenda is our fibber? Um, she hesitated a lot to answer the questions, hmm. and she usually she was giving answers like they kind of didn't sound convincing. They didn't sound convincing. Okay. Will the actual, true American flag expert please let us know who you are? It's me, Tim. <gasps> you got it, Zev. That is wow. correct. Public historian, museum consultant, and author Tim Grove has worked at some of America's top history museums, including three Smithsonian museums. His new book for kids and families is entitled Star Spangled, The Story of a Flag, a Battle, and the American Anthem. Chock full, I should say. Incredible. Very good. Well done, Zev. It's time for some fact-checking. Tim, what did Brenda say that you just can't honor. Oh, well, two of the 13 original colonies were not West Virginia and Texas, first of all. <laughs> Certainly not. No. That is true. And like I said, the uh, Star Spangled Banner is not in New York. It's in Washington, D.C. at the Smithsonian. Correct. Um, at one point, I thought she said that a high schooler designed the flag. Not true. Even though we don't know who designed the first flag. But was it a high schooler who designed the flag after Hawaii and Alaska became states? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I Googled that last night while I was researching, and apparently it's true. Oh, designed that flag. Yeah, but it's like the current flag, not the first original one. Well, they do. They just added two more stars. Well, yeah, but it didn't look like the way it looks now. So they had a contest and there were 1,500 submissions, the kid actually got a B- minus in his class because apparently it didn't show any imagination. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But the teacher said if they picked his design that he would change his grade to an A, and lo, it is the current design of the flag. That's so, yeah. very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Two other things. Yes. The top left of the flag is actually called the canton. Correct, yes. Not the bander. And she said... Right. She said blue represents oceans. I've never heard that before. No, that's incorrect. And Brenda, what lies did you tell that might cause distress? So there's no fine for displaying the American flag incorrectly or for burning it. And oh, I mentioned that George Washington wrote like a little manual of 10 things and he never wrote anything like that. Wow, you had a lot of good lies in there. <laughs> I agree. Out of control. <laughs> Okay. And just to go back to some of the questions where we stumped Tim, which wasn't very nice of us, the superhero to first wear a costume based on the American flag was actually the shield. Hmm. Um, there are nine rows of stars on the flag, and the first 13 stars were positioned in the shape of a circle so that no colony would be seen as above another. All right, it is time to play Taps and Call It a Day. Thanks to our contestant, Zev, for his banner questions. Thank you to our expert and liar, Tim and Brenda, and to Lisa, who always lets his freak flag fly. And, of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into the Big Fib, where we flag down lies and the truth always holds a position of honor. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can send questions for me to read on Ask Lisa and find out how you can participate. And follow us on social media at The Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. And now, I must go fly my flag. Look for it. Look up in the sky. It is my flag! Thank you. 
talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts.